Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. All right, welcome to the COB. I'm Juliette Sali. On what is a down day for the first day of February, we hit that record high yesterday. A potential window dressing, although Martin Lake, Austin Macquarie, just telling me there, no, look, we've been seeing quite a solid rally for some time, but certainly that movement that we had yesterday was built on that cooler inflation picture. But then overnight, the Fed very much pushing back against a March rate cut, and that saw quite a bit of wobbliness, you could say, coming through in US markets. Also setting our market up for a negative day. And of course, it is the first day of a new month. The SIBO 200 there down 18 points, 1.2%. Uh, just having a look at where the ASX 200 is, down 94 points, 1.2%, 7,586. So we have fallen back through that um, 7,600 point level. And uh, just having a look as well in terms of some of the the moves you're seeing in sectors, CBA coming off that record high down by about 2.8% and uh, miners also under pressure off by around four tenths of 1%. All right, in terms of what we've been watching, of course, it really has been about the Fed holding. When is the next, uh, well, when is the cuts, I should say, going to start? Uh, I read a really interesting piece from TD earlier saying it's gonna be May, play of course on that NSYNC it's going to be me song where it sounds like May so potentially markets pushing out March Jay Powell himself virtually indicated that but could we see cuts from May Martin Lakos certainly indicated that and we're going to speak to Mark Gardner in a moment for his thoughts too the ASX though of course uh, dropping there let's have a quick look at some of the sectoral moves as well I mentioned CBA coming off a record high down 2.8%, $114.41. NAB, Westpac, ANZ, Bendigo and Adelaide also under pressure. Uh, having a quick look at in uh, some of the industrial stocks as well. Look, they're all in the red and IT stocks too. When it comes to WiseTech Global, down 1.4%. And uh, some of the top stories of the day. Metcash, look, it looks like uh, it shares unchanged, of course, as they're in a trading halt, confirming they're in discussions with vendors over a potential takeover of Superior Food Group. Metcash saying discussions are incomplete. There's no certainty they'll lead to a transaction. Uh, changes at the C-suite at BAPCOR, we saw its share price rise 1.8%. New Farm coming under pressure. Uh, it actually fell the most in one and a half years on a bleak uh, half-year outlook. Selling shareholders at its AGM today, that's a result of challenging conditions in crop protection. 
Uh, on coastal medical, meanwhile, up 50%. It is a one cent stock though. <laughs> it has signed an exclusive agreement with EDH Nuclear Energy, uh, and Medicine, I should say, and Healthcare Services to distribute its product in Turkey. And BCI Minerals, they're raising $315 million through a mix of an accelerated non-renounceable entitlement offer and placement. All right, let's get straight to our guest, Mark Gardner from MPC Markets joins us now. Hi. Um, Your thoughts on what we heard from Jay Powell and and the timing now for rate cuts? They were super cautious, realistically, Um, data dependent, but he was uncharacteristically quite uncertain in his tone, I think, overall. and look, the March cuts really, that's just the market putting pressure on them for the March cuts. March cuts were never realistically gonna, going to happen. We'd never actually priced them in at any, at any stage because there, there wasn't, there was not enough data to mm. come out for them to, you know, make a, an unequivocal um, pivot in rates. So, you know, the first one's a pretty, you know, first shift um, into a new cycle is always very important. And, and every central bank's gonna wanna be certain. One month, two months doesn't really make a huge amount of difference in the scheme of things. I think that um, you know, markets have, obviously bond markets particularly, have been pretty volatile. We, you know, it was only uh, three or four months ago, we were, we were at sort of 5.2 in some mm. of these um, like 10 year treasuries and things, and now we're back below four. So. I think the market just got very much ahead of itself. I think higher for longer is probably the message that they've been very consistent with mm. and will probably stay with. Um, I mean, and the Fed's got a different mandate. I think we're just in controlling inflation for the RBA, whereas it's inflation and employment in the US. So while that, um, you know, while that unemployment rate below, uh, remains below 3.9 in the US, they, there's really not you know, I don't think there's much of a chance that they're realistically going to be going into any sort of aggressive um, cutting cycle. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I think May is probably fairly reasonable. It could even possibly be pushed out to June, um, June or July sort of thing. So, um, and I think what you saw was that just the froth coming up the top of the um, the tech stocks uh, in the US overnight. All right, we'll get to that point in a moment. But just on the on the RBA point, when you mentioned their mandate is different and it is very much about controlling mm. inflation, that cooler print yesterday. So, are we done then? For from hikes. I think we're done from hikes, absolutely. Um, and but it doesn't mean we can't stay at the same level for a good six to nine months. I think there's around about five hundred odd days yep. on average between cycles. So that puts it at, towards the end of this year, which I think is around about reasonable. Um, and look, and then they've got space to potentially cut rates um, if we start to see employment turn um, turn nasty. I think that's the, the leading indicator they'll be looking at the most. But inflation is now under control. It's still not within the target band. Um, but realistically, they are generally quarterly numbers that they're taking most of t- paying most attention to in Australia. So, you know, we're at least three months away from getting another clue um, in the states as well. I think you probably need another almost about another quarter of data before they 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 can make sort of definitive decisions. All right, let's get back to the tech stocks though, mm. because they fell quite hard in the U.S. session. Is that a mixture of disappointment about what the Fed had indicated, or is it also you know, this big push that we've seen into AI, investors now getting worried, how much is that going to cost? How much is that going to hurt? Yeah, and they've largely priced in um, pretty much the next seven years possible, you know, economic return in the US mm. in, in basically less than a year. So this happened back in 2001 in the tech bubble as well. And these companies are still great quality companies, but the market does tend to get a little bit carried away with the possibilities. Um, I think even most of the MAG7 that have reported so far, and we've got three of the big ones tonight, uh, Amazon, Apple and uh, Meta, 
Um, they've actually all beaten expe- expectations on both bo- uh, top and bottom line, and they've been pretty hammered. Like Google was down seven and a half odd percent last night. Mm. They weren't bad results against analyst expectations, but that just sort of probably goes to show that you know, the market is, is now realising that you know well, a little bit of a reality check coming back into the market, going well, this is not just going to be unfettered growth forever. Mm. Uh, we have priced in a lot. We maybe just need to you know take you know take a little bit of risk off the table. So, um, and a lot of the damage has been done in those small caps. I mean, there's if you take out the uh, the Mag Seven, the average PE in the S and P's somewhere in the seventeen mark. It's actually fairly reasonable. Whereas the, the um, I think it's somewhere around the forty or fifty mark, say for the Mag Seven. So. They are extraordinarily frothy compared to the rest of the market. They are high quality companies that are very cashed up. However, it's you know if they drop ten percent on, it's really they're still going to be valued higher than the rest of the market. Yeah. All right. Let's have a look at our market then, and, and heading in mm. towards reporting season. We mentioned we've come off those record highs today. Uh, Martin Lakos from Macquarie was just saying to me, watch all of the earnings, uh, sorry, the broker upgrades at the moment, because maybe that'll give us an indication. And, mm. and I've noticed a lot of upgrades for healthcare, speaking of the adoption of the AI. What sort of sectoral moves or what are you looking out for in reporting? System? Yeah, we've been really strong in healthcare and agriculture since uh, probably third quarter last year. Mm. Um, just moving more towards, apart from the fact that they were the most two most downtrodden sectors for, the, for uh, 2023, uh, they're providing good buying opportunities, but they're also defensive. They're in the in the needs section of the economy rather than the wants. So, um, and look, and we had we've got some great healthcare names in Australia, etc. So, what I mean, I think it's the ASX a little bit hard done by today. I mean, mm. that was tech that really came off last night. Um, in the scheme of things, the Nasdaq still thirty percent ahead on mm. a twelve month basis. Um, we had better manufacturing data out of China. Um, and today and yesterday uh, in expansionary territory. So those miners might sort of start to support it. And I think you'll see pockets of strengths in the earnings results. I think there's still some really undervalued companies out there overall because um, a lot of them haven't recovered from when it got uh, when the market got hit in October. Well, certainly not to the extent that the that the, the CBAs of the world or, mm. the, or the BHPs of the world have. So in that mid, that, that belly of the ASX and, and maybe some of the smaller caps, um, I think there'll be some great opportunities over over the course of the earnings season. You mentioned CBA there, though, and it's coming off records. Are some of these companies looking potentially frothy when you look at Fortescue, BHP, um, CBA? Fortescue is quite funny. Like the analysts are always negative on Fortescue, and yet it just keeps rallying. Keeps going, um, yeah. It's quite amazing, really. Um, we're not in, a, in a, any of those at the moment. They normally are, you know, core holdings. We think they're a touch expensive at the moment. Mm. We tend to take a bit more of an active approach, um, and sort of, you know, we'll get out when they start to look more expensive. CBA particularly, in it, the big four generally only have positive years when the money supply is contracting and there's more mortgages, which hasn't really been the case in the last year. So it'll be interesting to see how they go on earnings. Um, I think CBA um, particularly just gets an uplift every time the index goes up because mm. the money has to go there. Um, but I, you know, I certainly don't see them getting whacked for mm. any stretch of the imagination. But they are they are quite high at the moment. They're they're certainly not a screaming buy mm. overall. Um, but look, it's things like CSL, I mean, we were at two hundred and thirty eight dollars yeah. three four months ago. Yeah. Um, and and the world was ending for healthcare. Because yeah. of GLP one drugs. So. And what is that? Three hundred or something. It's three hundred and one now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Resmed's Resmed's bounced about twenty five percent as well. So you know, there's still a lot of noise out there. So you still got to you know. Be active with the risk management, etc. But 
there will be there will be some value around earnings season because we're much more of a value based um, index rather than you know the companies that make money that pay dividends etc. Mm. Whereas the US is very much about forward earnings, so mm. they they are going to be a lot more whippy. Um, but I think the ASX 200 should hold up better if the uh, if the Nasdaq starts to fall away. I think we'll probably find support a lot faster than what they will. All right, Mark, great to get your insights. Thanks so much for coming in. Of course, Mark Gardner there from MPC Markets. Let's have a quick look at uh, some of the gains and losers of the market in a down day. Credit Corp, the winner though, up by almost 6%. Tab Corp, A2 Milk, Fisher and Paykel and Bapcor. Of course, we mentioned changes at the C-suite. They're all rising. Some of the losers today, Emerson Electric uh, down 3%. I feel like we could have found more losers than that in the downbeat day. That might be a bit of an error. We'll take that off and have a look at uh, the small end of town. Hazer up by 11.5%. We spoke to that company earlier. Of course, it found or developed produced hydrogen. Uh, Australian Vanadium up 10%. Let's have a look at the laggards as well. Catalyst Metals down 16%, ResDev off 12.5%. And the stock of the day was New Farm. Howard Coleman of Team Invest and Grady Wolf of Bell Direct joined us with their verdict on today's episode of The Call. Their FY23 results were great. It was ahead of Bellpotter expectations. So we actually have a buy rating on them. Mm. They shares are down 12% over the last five years and down 5% over the last year. But we just definitely said as a buy, like a buying opportunity. And that's what Bellpotter's analysts said. So it hasn't hardly moved. If anything, it's gone backwards. Okay. So whenever I look at New Farm, I think bad news. <laughs> and it doesn't pass yeah. our filters. Yeah. All right, let's take a look at what is happening uh, in the overnight session. We've got uh, US non-farm productivity, unit labor costs, construction spending, manufacturing and jobless claims, the Challenger uh, jobless report as well. And then a number of earnings that, uh, of course, we were just seeing in terms of uh, what we had from uh, the big tech players, Apple, Amazon, Meta, Merck, Royal Caribbean, Peloton, Clorox and US Steel will all come through with earnings. And uh, of course, what we can expect tomorrow, Friday, we're going to have a producer price index here, building permits uh, coming through from New Zealand. And then of course, uh, tomorrow night, we'll be talking about the key jobs numbers in the US mark, making a very good point that the Fed's mandate is not just about reigning in inflation like the RBAs is, but also about ensuring that that unemployment rate is steady. Factory orders will also come through tomorrow night in the US. A quick look at where the market is and I also liked Mark's comment that it's been unfairly hit today. We did have that record on the ASX yesterday, the SIBO 200, down 18 points, 1.2%. And uh, having a quick look at where the ASX 200 is sitting, retreating from that record and back below 7,600 points, down 94 points, 1.2%, 7,586. And I'm just going to get you the actual uh, top leaders and laggards as well because I think we had a bit of an anomaly there with our 
uh, graphics. And in fact, when it comes to the declines, Chalice Mining, Emerald Resources, Regis Resources, Siona Mining and IGO were the biggest laggards on the ASX 200. When it came to the winners, we had Credit Corp, Tab Corp, Domino's, A2 Milk and Fisher and Paykel. All right, that does it for another day here at Ausbiz. Another busy day on markets. We'll be back from 10 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Have a good evening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.